Secrets from a coach. Thrive and maximize your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. you all right yeah i'm good how are you doing i'm not too bad actually getting um christmas ready um the decks are going up and they're up and looking lovely and i've had to go and buy some more batteries rather than plug everything in fantastic Debs. who are we to pry about your uh, need for an ever ready source of batteries in that christmas period <laughs> but we do know <laughs> that we have under 10 sleeps to go yeah and um, what we wanted to focus on as part of our Christmas Cracker Taking Stock series is many people, this has been a full on year. Yeah. And this is a time of year that actually just lends itself to taking stock, doing a bit of review and reflection, because packing this year down well and uh, putting a positive frame around even some of those tricky times mm-hmm. is going to be really key to our morale and energy in the year ahead. Definitely. And I think the more we can take time. I know it's crazy busy and I'm sure loads of people are wrapping presents and rushing to get last minute gifts and all of that stuff. But if you can take a bit of a pause and just reflect on that, it will just set you up in such good stead and look after your wellness and well-being generally. So yeah, I know people are struggling to find the time um, and aren't necessarily being as agile as they may be. So talking of agile rather than fragile, that is the exact topic we've got in um, this week's episode, which is all about recalling those star stories and how that can really enable us to be agile and foxy and uh, all all that kind of stuff. And of course, the clearer we are around our star stories, Mm -hmm. the easier it is to be able to build great first impressions, to develop great working relationships. Um, Debs, I know as we pull open our cracker, you had a corker of a scenario a couple of months ago. So I'm looking forward to pulling this cracker with you in our focus on taking stock and uh, reasons to be agile. So, Debs, tell us, what impact does even how someone come into a room Mm -hmm. have on um, our perceptions of them and how agile they are and capable with handling lots of new changes, etc.? Oh, it is so, so important. We had a scenario um, where I've never had this before and I just couldn't believe it. So let me tell you a story, Laura. Are you ready? I'm going to open up my little Christmas book and share it with you all. So we were running a workshop. We'd set, Lindsay and I, we'd set the room up. Um, we did our usual. We had all our post-its out, pens, books, everything else. People had arrived and were chatting and letting us know who they were. We'd never worked with this client before. And this person walked into the room and the first thing they did was picked up one of the post-it packs that we put on the room and they just shook it at us and went, excuse me, I'm not going to swear, but what's this? 
beep, 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 all about. I'm not absolutely filling out any more of these post-its to do any exercises ever again because it's a load of old crap. And we went, hello, and your name is? And it was the most incredible. We just looked at each other and went, wow. And this person proceeded to just sit there, arms crossed, face like thunder, just did not want to engage. So we did what we always do is we do the check-in and then we offer somebody the opportunity that if they want to be in the room, please stay. If they choose to stay, they have to contribute. If they choose to go, absolutely, their choice. We're not chaining them to the table. They don't have to sit in a training room with us. So we offered this person that opportunity to leave or stay. But if they stayed, they'd have to contribute to the day because of their team and yada, yada, yada. Um, And they said, well, if I don't stay and I do go, you, and she pointed a finger at me, you're going to tell my boss. I said, I won't need to because your team will tell them that already. (laughs) And it was just, we just, Lindsay and I went, should we have a break? That was like half an hour in. (laughs) Oh, my word. So you heard it here, secrets of a coach. And of course, we're always, you know, very um, hot on the whole confidentiality and all that kind of stuff. But that impact that lots and lots of change and transformation has had on different people in different ways. And that ability to be able to be agile and to handle all of these new things in a way that means you're also looking after your reputation and the impact you have on others. Because um, that mindset, you know, the impact was limited just in that training room in that moment. Yeah. But, um, you know, I know from our conversation we had after, hundreds if not thousands of people will be impacted by the yeah. behaviour of that particular person. And so, Yeah, definitely. And I think also we, we the reputation of, um, the as you said, the impact that person had, what it made us think was, wow, are you like that with your team? Because if or any other, I mean, they didn't know us from Adam. So we're external suppliers coming in. And I just think, wow, what impression have you left on us? One about you, obviously, but also that could have set us up to think, well, is this what the rest of the organisation is like? It's not, put it out there. But if you weren't maybe as skilled and used to having to deal with some crazy people in the room, um, that would have tarnished your initial impression or initial thoughts about what that organisation is all about. So, um, yeah, it's just incredibly powerful to know the impact you're going to have. And of course, Debs, you just got me thinking, you know, there are so many organisations and industries and professions that are having real recruitment and retention issues at the moment because it's a hot market, you know, in terms of um, getting positions filled. So if it looks like a nasty place that no one, you know, feels safe or comfortable in, then that's going to have real impact, real world impact on filling vacancies as well. Yeah, massively. And I think as we went through the day, obviously they did stay um, and they did contribute and um and then it was really interesting when we said, what do you want to get out of today? Um, it, the one thing that they said was, um, I, I need to be able to motivate and engage my team. <laughs> and how I didn't laugh out loud, I don't know. I was very professional. I maintained my reputation. Law. But I went, oh, I nearly felt like saying, well, is it any wonder they're leaving if that's how you show up? But I didn't. I didn't. But in my head, it played out. Lindsay took over at that point because I think she I could see. Debs is getting triggered. Yeah. <laughs> Time for you, Lindsay. But of course, these Christmas crackers that we've kind of uh, got, then, uh, you know, 
know, this is one of the things we want to sort of make sure that we kind of focus on, which is what does that mean in terms of those everyday interactions we might have? And particularly if we're having to work in new foxy and agile ways. So let's just have a think about what we mean by being foxy and agile. So, Law, I know this is a topic so close to your heart. So share with us, what does it mean to be foxy and agile? Oh, Debs, I'm so glad you asked that because I was going to shoehorn it in, even if you hadn't asked me that question. Brilliant. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the whole fox mindset is a metaphor, basically using lessons from nature about what it means to be able to thrive through rapid Um, times of change and transformation. So it's inspired by um, Charles Darwin's survival of the fittest. I don't need to be the most qualified person, the most experienced person, the oldest person in the room to know what I'm doing. It's about my ability to maintain um, the same, to match the amount of change that's happened externally with that rate of change internally. And in the animal kingdom, there are two real strong symbols of what not to do and, and what to do. So the panda technically would be extinct and uh, the panda has got uh, love them as we do they've got a couple of fatal flaws that make it very tricky to be able to change and adapt quickly they can't tolerate any diversity in their diet all they can eat is bamboo so if all i've done this year when i take a moment to take stock is the same thing day in day out without having any time to be able to just look a little bit kind of from a wider perspective then could it be that the year ahead might just have some shocks in store so it makes then change really stressful the other challenge a panda has is it's so busy eating bamboo because it's very low in value so it takes 18 hours a day just to eat enough bamboo to survive the day so if my whole day when I reflect on this year, has been just so busy. I've had no time to be able to carve out either to look after myself or to have a bit of a think about how to do things differently. Then um, again, you know, you could work yourself into the ground without then realising that actually masses of change might have happened and you might not have had time to equip yourself. And then the third challenge a panda has is it leads a very small siloed life. So it reaches for its food, doesn't run for its food. The opportunity to get some networking in, even if you're not much of a, uh, you know, an, an extroverted networker, just being able to reach out and, and develop some of those relationships, even if it's in a quiet one-on-one way, doesn't have to be going off to um, kind of networking groups. So that panda mindset makes it very tricky to be agile, i.e. moving and shifting when things change, because I'm so stuck kind of repeating these kind of patterns of what I've been doing. What nature shows us is love more hate them, the way a fox leads its life. It is so set up for being agile. It can adapt overnight. It might have been raised a hunting fox, but overnight it learns how to forage. I might have spent my previous time in my career doing it one way, but I'm carving out enough time to have the humility to learn and the confidence to give something a go even though I might not be perfect at it so that kind of foxy mindset to channel Kofi Annan when he was the head of the UN is uh, never too young to lead never too old to learn and that ability to walk into a room and think I wonder what this is about what can I learn rather than immediately switching off no I know everything I need to know there's nothing else to learn we maybe could have got away with that five six years ago Debs but the 2020s is requiring us to be foxy definitely (laughs) because who knows what is around the corner we're only we're less than three years into this this third decade in this second millennium you know there's going to be more kind of change stuff kind of happening so that foxy mindset is about that kind of agile 
um, ability to be agile. And uh, and that, that comes from a mindset point of view. Yeah. Oh, my God. I always love it when you talk about that. And I think that ability to understand, can I be agile? My willingness to want to even learn and grow. You know, the individual we mentioned earlier in our little story, our Christmas story, um, didn't really want to be there. So that, you know, had that very fixed mindset. So potentially would become extinct unless something changed drastically. Um, So I think that ability to be able to know your reputation will precede you. So as you said, we all know what Fox is and what they do, but actually now we know even more. So they've learned to adapt and pivot and change according to the landscape, as you were saying. So I think it's just so important um, to be able to know and want to. And also, Debs, which we'll look at in the next part of our uh, cracker, is um, actually that is hugely valuable. That hybrid blend of skills could be just the ticket to um, not just uh, the, the next year ahead, but in the years ahead, a really flourishing career story as well. So, Debs, we're starting to see some really amazing examples of where someone might have had a real kind of jolt in their career plan. So they might have worked for an organisation or an industry that got completely sideswiped by um, the pandemic and the subsequent kind of disruption, but have actually popped up and emerged better than ever before. And it's that sweet spot of actually, can I can I have like a hybrid set of skills? I might have had lots of experience in one world, uh, but actually when I think about the things that are transferable, I'm able to draw them across and that'll have some value in another world, in another industry who may be looking for innovations and um, kind of new ways of working. Yeah, and I think you're right. And also to be able to tell the story around that, um, because that's your reputation that you're bringing in, right, will enable you to do that. Because we know that, you know, most interactions are built around the relationships we build. So if I can be really clear on what my reputation is, am I continually, I suppose, looking at it to adapt it, to flex it to the wherever I happen to be now? Um, so it's it, there's some basic stuff that we can do that will enable us to Um, create the right reputation how do we want to be perceived and you know one of the things we always do when we're working uh, with teams around coaching you know what do you want people to say about you when they walk away from you so you go oh okay Uh, I might need to adjust and adapt and flex. Um, I might need to be conscious of the way I do show up um, because that's going to have an impact. And is that the impact that I want to have or not? So thinking about your perception, how do you create that? And the story that goes with it is so important. And talking to stories, the star questioning technique. I know we've mentioned it before, but it is just such a useful foundation framework, really, for putting together some of those stories to be able to Number one, remind yourself of what you've been up to this year and what you you have achieved. And number two, be able to explain it to someone else in a way that means they can kind of grasp what you might uh, be capable of. Um, And number three, to then raise some visibility and some kind of feel-good kind of vibes around either you, your team, or what you've been kind of doing. So the star um, principle comes from the world of competency-based interviewing. So it might be familiar territory for some people, but um, it basically stands for situation, task, 
action result. So this is a great exercise to do, particularly at the um, towards the end of the calendar year. And it's a chance just to get some paper out or have a chat with a mate or do a quick recording or cobble together some emails or some other feedback that just reminds you of some of the situations that you faced this year. What were some of the tasks, the things that you needed to be able to do? So it might be a problem or an opportunity, the task, what was it you needed to do? The action, how did you go about it? What did you learn? What were your steps? What were the things that needed to have some workarounds? And what was the result? What was the outcomes? What were the, some of the things, the wisdoms that you then kind of carry forward? And to be able to one-on-one -on -one share your own star stories is a great act of empowerment especially if you, you're working in a role at the moment that seems to have no end yes. and this is continuous <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, and it is a phenomenal way to be able to share and get some visibility um, around an organisation that might be going through lots of transformation and people are so busy, they're just not quite sure on what everyone's been up to. So that star story is a great way to bring to life kind of what you do in a way that adds a bit of kind of sizzle. And just as a final aspect to it, this is speaking as someone that originated from the world of recruitment. If you haven't made a note along the way as to your star stories, it's really tricky to be able to bring that out at some point in the future. So this is just another little thing in our Christmas Cracker series to just get journaling or get noting it down because the busier your day-to-day -day job is, the trickier it is sometimes to be able to remember what you've done and describe it to someone else yeah and I oh my god it's so powerful because it it also helps build your self-confidence as well and I know in coaching you know we do a lot around uh, work around helping people feel more confident believe in themselves more um, and when you get them to do that exercise for themselves we we sort of make sure that they are really thinking about what they've done and how they can do that because you know if they can um, look at what they have achieved. It's so important. And, you know, we do an exercise normally, or I do certainly do one um, with, with people on a one-to-one -one basis if they're going, I'm not sure I can believe in myself. Um, and a bit like whether you do or don't believe in Santa Claus, you know, you have to believe in yourself if you don't believe in anything else. And also, if you want to sparkle and shine and, you know, like that star, then you have to do a little bit of an audit. So the exercise that I normally get people to do is in two parts um, and they reflect on it, say, take the time. And it's a really good way just to remind yourself of how good you are and what you can do rather than what you can't do. Um, it enables you to, I suppose, um, act with integrity as well. It enables you to, if you like, be likeable because you're aware of who you are and what you bring. Um, you sort of know when you have to go beyond the expectation and raise your game as well. So that foxy approach comes into it. Um, and it also shows you, shows others that you're a decent human being. But if you haven't done the work on yourself first, it's very difficult, I think, sometimes to show up and sort of put on the front because the energy it takes to do that is just unhealthy. Um, and then you wonder why you're sat in the corner rocking at the end of the day because you're just exhausted because you haven't been your true self. So I can share the exercise with you, Law, as a little bit of a bonus in our cracker. Oh, go on then, Devs. Oh, give do us, that. Get, 
give us the Christmas cracker bonus. So the Christmas cracker bonus is, and I suppose this could be my call to action as well, to be fair, is if anybody feels that they're not sure about the reputation they have or want to have, and they just need to do that little reset. So this is the exercise. So part one, first of all, um, so get a pen and paper um, and just write this following sentence down. And the sentence is, I acknowledge myself for dot, 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 dot. And I normally ask people to list at least 10 to 20 things that they are super, super chuffed with that they've achieved in their work or personal. It depends on what they want to do. And they list everything that they're super proud of, they've achieved, they've been part of a success. um, And they're really wanting to remind themselves, oh, I did that. So all the things they have done that they are quite happy to go, I'm okay, really. So then that's the first part. I acknowledge myself for dot, 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 and then list at least 15 things. I always say 15, 20 at a push. Um, That's part one. Have a look at it, come back to it. And then when you come back to it, you take each one of those things you've written and you do a bit of a skills audit. And the question you ask yourself is this, what is it that I've done that has enabled me to make that acknowledgement and to achieve that thing that I've captured? And then you do a skills List all the skills that you've used, list all the behaviours you've displayed, list the attitude you've taken, list all your qualities that you've brought into the party, if you like, and there will be an audit then. Every single sentence will have a list of skills that follow it. That becomes your skills audit. So then when you are on a bit of a downer or you're forgetting that you're maybe not as good as you thought you were, you can pull out your skills audit. You don't have to recall it from your filter in your memory because you've written it down. And you can then see the brilliant qualities that you have. It becomes who you are, a bit of your brand. And it also sort of it cements your reputation as a decent human being. Such a powerful exercise. I absolutely love that. That's like the equivalent of a a letter to uh, Father Christmas, isn't it? It is. is Putting it out there, that intention, absolutely love it. I mean, what an empowering way to uh, take some positive affirmative action at the end of a year and uh, and it's the challenging times that often actually where you then display those kind of those skills and of course that then means if you've been able to capture it and do the skills audit that you describe so so brilliantly whether that is for self or encouraging a team exercise to do that what a fantastic way to demonstrate your agility um, at some point then in the future and from a foxy point of view feeling somewhat ready for whatever the world might throw at us next just puts us in that empowerment stage rather than feeling stuck or left behind or like we can't kind of move because um you know when you do an exercise like that it just reminds us of all that we are capable for and uh, no one is able to predict what the future is is there you know the reason why we consume the news so much is we're all trying to work out well kind of what's next what's next so no one out there has that list of exact skills that are going to be required for the future but kind of being able to be aware of actually what are some of those style stories? What might that mean? So I'm in a position of relaxed readiness. Yes. Oh, I like that. Relaxed readiness. That's so cool. R R and R. Oh my R-R. God, I love that. R and R. Bit of R and R. And you know, your um, call to action, I'll build on that with a share the secret. Who have you worked with alongside this year that you think, actually, I think we owe ourselves a little bit of relaxed readiness? 
what could be an opportunity to get a bit of reviewing. You could um, get a bit of 360 feedback. You might do your skills audit, get them to have a look at it and add to it as well. And, uh, you know, in just a 30 minute cup of tea, just having a relaxed chat through um, just that sense of readiness for the year ahead. What a great way to establish a, a relationship bond to really ensure that you've kind of ended this year well with a, a positive reputation and a far cry from that Christmas story <laughs> yeah. that you share with us at the start, Debs. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't get so different, could you? And I know um, I, I was doing this exercise with somebody today, actually, to be fair, and um, they done if you like the home actions I hate homework but they did their home actions they reflect on it brought their statements back and their skills audit and I always get people to to relay it back to me even though they've written it down I always get them to say it because then they own it and it you can just see them light up from within and I suppose that's the bit for me that when I can see that happen then I'm absolutely living on purpose because you know my purpose is to enable others to shine um, by shining that light with within from within so you can see their light from within absolutely beaming because they're in a trusted space and they're sharing it so yeah it's just incredible so it really is like the star on top of the christmas tree I love it. And even if your day role, might, day job might not give those coaching opportunities from a formal point of view, who wouldn't want to be part of a team that is uh, reminding us of all the good things that we've individually and collectively done this year? It's like a really good feel good exercise. So there you go. You've got the skills audit. Pull that out of your Christmas cracker and uh, uh, see if there's a, uh, a buddy, a workplace buddy you can have that conversation with. So, Debs, it has been a joy to um, pull apart your Christmas cracker um, this week. So I wish you well in your pursuit of buying yourself lots of batteries <laughs> for the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Law. <Laura. laughs> um, have a fantastic week, and you I'll too. see you at our next one, which will be the very last one of this year. I know. How mad is that? Where has that time gone? They'll let us out at some point, Dave, won't they? Yeah, I'm the sure they will. Studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have a fab week. You Love too, you. lovely. Love you. Bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others. 